and welcome to a new episode of Blood Orange. We're so pretentious. We're Caitlin Christina. We found <laughs> we've been friends for 20 years and found the only bit of TV we agree on is Project Runway. You threw me off. So we're gonna be watching and breaking down our favorite outfits of fashion catastrophes starting from the very beginning. We hope you'll join in and watch along with us. The sixth season is available on DVD or online, and today we'll be talking about season six, episode 13. What happened in this episode, Caitlin? I said, woo, only two more episodes of the season left. And then we're going back to having to judge 15 outfits. <laughs> I took a lot of notes for this episode, which I think always happens at the finale because it's not like the same format as every other episode. So I'm like, oh, different yeah. stuff is happening. I have to write it down. Yeah, it was a different format, which is nice. I do like the finales. I like the way they do the finales of Project Runway. Yeah. I like this that it's broken episode. up. Yeah, I like that it's broken up in two episodes. And you sort of see like the final like preparations and then you see the runway. And then, you know, it's cool. But it starts out with uh Heidi saying their goodbyes on the runway and she brings out Tim Gunn. And I said I genuinely believe they actually like each other. Yeah, they seem to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, they like, like dance off the runway together, and yeah, they don't look like they're just coworkers. They look like they're coworkers who are friends. Because <laughs> there's people like at work I would like dance with and have fun with, but like, do I would I go out of my way to like talk to them on Saturday? No. Oh, I would bet Tim and Heidi talk outside of Project Runway. That's what I mean. That's why I'm like, oh, it's genuine. Like, it's I friendship. think they're. Well, I mean, they left Project Runway at the same time. That's what I was going to say. They left together. Um, And then the three contestants do their awkward goodbyes because none it's... of them like each other and they just won't say it on camera. Well, and Carol Hannah is, doesn't seem to be part of that. It's Irina and Althea that are, like, super tense and awkward as they pack up. And Carol Hannah is just in her own little world. Like, she's that would fine. be us. We would be the Carol Hannahs of if we were <laughs> on Project Runway. We'd be like, la, 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 la. <laughs> In their own little world like everything's great what are you talking about um yeah between the two of them it's awkward the entire episode it's there's several yeah it's i it's a relief later on in the episode where it's like oh there's finally some energy in the workroom like because it is so quiet and so awkward yeah they're they don't like each other it was super awkward it looks like it gets worse next episode because I watched the promo. I started to watch it and then I was like, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> I like the promo because it gives you just enough. It gives you just enough. Yeah. Um, and then I said, 10 weeks later, Tim is in New York to see a newly moved Carol Hannah. It's five weeks until Fashion Week. And she has done a shockingly large amount, it seems like to me. A lot of the times, the first designer he visits has not gotten a lot done. Yeah, they're usually like, I'm still stuck. And you're like, what? I got that really more. I got more of that with with Irina, but it might have just been because they were showing sketches because her apartment's so small. Yeah, she lives in Manhattan. Carol Hannah's in the suburbs of New York. Also, I think she got, I have the impression, I could be wrong, but I got the impression that she was allowed to quit her job and move to New York and live rent-free. I. Oh, yeah, she says she vibe. moves in with a friend. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. that vibe that her friend was like, hey, quit your job, 
focus 100% on this. You can live in my house rent free. You can be inspired by New York, even though I live in the suburbs. So you can still, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then Cal Hannah's family flew in to meet Tim and they make him cook. And it was pretty cute. It was very cute. Their interactions like really made me like Cal Hannah a lot. Yeah, it was cute. They have Tim Gunn is in his like full suit with like a very frilly apron over it and they making they're making him make biscuits. Hilarious. I love yeah. when yeah. I love when they make Tim do something funny. Yeah, and it was very cute. And you could tell he actually liked it. It wasn't just like him being polite. I think he really liked the vibe that he was getting cuz I got more of like he's trying to be polite with Irina. And they seem kind of awkward with Athena's family, but I think he got along with Callahan's family. And it was cute. And also they talked about how she was really inspired by her grandmother, who was a very good seamstress. And she's like, oh, I made, you know, little little dog clothes. And he's like, that's the same thing. It's the same foundation. Did you make doll clothes as a kid? I tried to. I, didn't I don't know if that was something that, like, you were kind of surrounded by boys growing up. I did, but I was very girly, very, very girly, though my mom said I only wanted to wear skirts and dresses until about first grade, and then I realized I couldn't, like, play as much, and that's when I was like, oh, I want to wear pants, but I was so girly. I loved my Barbies. Those were my favorite toys, and I wanted to make Barbie clothes. If I had a sewing machine, I would make it, and I loved, um, I didn't remember those but I would use like glue and fabric and paint and whatever I could come up with and that's yeah whatever it would always come out ugly but you would still try I'd make like costumes for all my beanie babies but remember like those like paper dolls that you would like change their outfits and then do the trace thing yeah obsessed with those and I remember my friend being like in elementary school like you like that too much I was like no like putting outfits together Fun. Fun. And then remember, like, when we finally kind of started to get the internet in our county, and I remember being able to go on the Barbie website, and the Barbie website, you can design your own Barbie. I I took it seriously. A friend when I was a kid that had the software to design Barbie clothes that you could then, like, print out on, like, a fabric paper. Oh, I remember. You unlocked a memory. I remember seeing commercials for those. I never saw it in person. I, I see. My friend had it. I don't think I ever got to. I don't think they had like the printer paper or she'd used all the printer paper, but I for sure would go. They lived right behind my house and I no, would I go over there about. and like design on her. Let me let me play with the game on your computer. She also had a my size Barbie. Like, oh, she must have been rich. Uh, let's see, I so, thought I was rich because I had a, an American Girl doll. Yeah, but I didn't have those either. I had a lot of I, Barbies, though. <laughs> I had a lot of Barbies. Um, I did have a lot of Barbies because that was, it was cute. That was the thing that my brothers always gave me for Christmas. They always picked out a Barbie for me. And they picked it out, which I thought was sweet. Yeah. This is how little, a little, um, attention my brothers gave me that. Them picking out a Barbie for me once a year, I thought was like, <gasps> They love <laughs> <laughs> the bear, the bear fucking minimum. <laughs> I was a doll kid for sure. I had the Barbies. I had the Barbie RV and the Barbie Jeep. Mm. And I had one of the the 
Do you remember the Barbie house that folded into a suitcase? Yes, I didn't have one. I didn't really have a lot of Barbie accessories. I just had a lot of Barbies, but I do remember the commercials. Well, the one that, for the record, the one that folded into a suitcase, very flimsy, had it all the way up until I gave it to my nieces, maybe 10 years ago, if that. <laughs> like, I, I kept it. It would, like, be packed in my closet. And every time my nieces would come over, they'd be like, can we play with the Barbie stuff? And I'd be like, <sighs> yeah, because I'd have to help them set that house up. There was no way a kid could set that house up. <laughs> flimsiest toy in the world i we had one barbie house but it was like a half house like where you like you know you they showed the front and you flip it over and that was like the play area and it was like one yeah. one level and it wasn't a house oh, i was obsessed with dolls obsessed with doll houses i had my brother when i was very very like a baby we lived in san jose and my brother found like a victorian doll house that someone had thrown at a dumpster and he pushed it back home on his skateboard. That's and so that, sweet. That was my dollhouse throughout my childhood. Now one of my nieces has it. And it very badly needs to be remodeled. And, like, I cross my fingers that when the day comes that they don't want that house anymore. I'm like, I want to remodel that house so bad. Like, give it back to me. Let me remodel it. Please. That would be a great video. Like, a great, like, story. No, that's I really. Love- I'm dying to know who threw it away. Yeah, who knows? It, this was 35 years ago. Oh, no, that's so cool. Like that someone threw someone it away. Threw it away. And, like, my dad made some changes to it when I was a kid because it was meant for like ten, like smaller dolls, so Barbie wouldn't fit in it. So as a kid, Barbie had to like walk folded up in it. <laughs> but no, it's just funny that someone like threw it away, and they have no idea. Like 35 years later, there's like a sec a, a third generation is appreciating the yeah, toy. Yeah, it's like it's been repainted. My dad remodeled it for Megan, my niece Megan, and now her younger sisters have it. And it last time I saw it, I was like, it like the wallpaper's peeling and some of the flooring's missing. And I'm like, oh, I want to remodel that house so bad. You should ask for it back. And, and that would be a fun video. I'm hoping that like when the kids get to that age, like, like, they're still young, so I'm like, I'm gonna wait, like, the youngest one is, like, in kindergarten, so I'm gonna wait oh, till they get a little I, bit I older. assume they were older. Wait till they get a little bit older when they don't want it anymore, and then just be like, yeah, because I know I, you're I, gonna pack that away in a shed or something, but before you do, can I Yeah, because I was still playing with Barbies on and off until I was, like, 12. Oh, high school. <laughs> I think that's why you, me, and Katie got along so well. It's because we were all, like, just, like, emotionally immature compared to other people. Because, <laughs> yeah, we were still, like, let's play with Barbies. Let's go with Neopets. Let's make it up our own pets. Like, I don't care that people think it's weird. Like, the Barbie stuff is cool. Like, if I'm in a toy section to this day, I will stop and look at the Barbie stuff. I want to see what Barbie's doing now. Oh, I always look at the Barbie, like, when they get donated at my work. I always look at the Barbies. I don't know what happened to that Mary-Kate doll. <laughs> I wish you'd gotten that so bad. I, I, think, so. I think a different I think a different office took it. I think it's I think it's in our South Sac office. I think somebody was like, I want that, and, and was, like, less shameless than me and took it. 
I had someone send me pictures that they saw on Twitter that someone had found one at like a thrift store and posted on Twitter. Like, this is terrifying because it looked too much like Ashley or whatever. And I was like, that's, I would have bought it too. <laughs> like, I, I want the doll. Yeah, I saw a TikTok the other day where someone was saying that um, their sister is more famous than them because she's in the MCU and everyone's like, excuse me? <laughs> like showing pictures, like showing clips from all their movies and like their impact that they had in our generation of girls. Okay. We got to get back to Project Runway, but yeah. <laughs> I do like Elizabeth Olsen. She is a very good actress. I will never love her as much as I love Mary Ashley. Yeah. Yes. There's an impact there. Um, so he's looking at Carol Hannah's looks and from the, I forgot to mention, cause I just went straight to the cooking. Um, her looks looked extremely dated. They looked extremely the era, like the two thousands. Well, yeah, she was going, she said she, she had a tour of Duke university. She was really inspired by, I guess. And then yeah. she went from whimsical fairy tale, which is very Carol Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't particularly notice that it was dated, but I'm not a, as into fashion. <laughs> I looked Despite at it. I was, yeah, I looked at it. I was like, oh, that is extremely 2000s. That's the stuff that I would have worn. It's not. It's not giving me. It's not ugly, but it's not giving me this timeless. But I'm. I'm looking forward to her runway. Some of that stuff is coming back though. God, I know. I talked to my younger coworkers. I was like, why do you want this? I lived it. Why do you want this? Which reminds me, again, I know we're trying to get back on Project Runway, but I have to share this story. Okay. So, when we got Lady Bird, we noticed that she kept getting a lot of bladder infections. She was, like, straining to pee, this, this, and that. So, we took her to the vet, and the vet was like, oh, she's got, like, an odd-shaped um, vagina. Her vola is, like, weirdly shaped. And he was saying... You should let her go through heat once because going through puberty will probably correct will correct it. And so we're like, okay. Didn't think of it. She finally hit heat on Friday. It was a hot mess. And we didn't we were not prepared for it. We had nothing. And so I was like trying to find like old underwear that all girls have, like the yeah. gross one that they have <laughs> way back. Say, that's what you that's what you do. You just put underwear on them. Yeah. And I couldn't find a pair, but it's probably because, like, I just was in panic. So I found these old tights, like, thick tights, and they were purple. And I was like, I'm never going to wear them because these are 2009 (laughs) hipster leggings where you wear it with your a, a black skirt with the long necklace. And so, yeah, we cut them off. So I was like, cut them off, and this will stay on her until you can get, like, a diaper. So we, we eventually did get a diaper that we just used pads in it. But uh, Everett lost his shit because dogs don't wear pants. <laughs> you cut like a little tail hole? Yes. But the tail, she ended up ripping the tail hole. And so it did not work at all. So I cut, I cut these relics of my past for no reason. But... I'm pretty sure I bought those tights for Burning Man. Probably. I'm pretty sure I did. But Everett literally lost his shit because dogs that wear pants. Like, he had to put himself... Because he puts himself on timeout when he gets mad. Like, he just needs a 
that's what schools are doing now, which I think are great. Like they're teaching them like, yeah, you're allowed to have a lot of emotions, but like you need to take a step back. And yeah. Like, Man, dogs don't wear pants. And it's just like he said about it not that it was funny he was angry that dogs don't wear pants angry angry that's so like, funny full on like why are you having a like why are you freaking out right now and just dogs don't wear pants and like he's fine now but then we got the diaper and he was mad for the diaper for like a couple hours but then he, now he's over it but he's just like what is she doing but yeah it just she's designing outfits that would go with those tights that's what i'm trying to say i can see that i can see that <laughs> but yeah my dog's wearing a diaper <laughs> uh, <laughs> she hates it i was gonna say um i have a friend that like they would occasionally breed their dogs that did dog shows and all that and um that's what they did they they put diaper or they put um underwear on their dogs they just wore old underwear um yeah we went and bought a diaper and they're like oh use this reusable diaper and put pads in it and that's what we've just been doing (laughs) again off topic again um Jimmy was all like freaking out because she's like, she seems depressed. She doesn't really want to eat. She's like lazy. I'm worried about it. I was like, she's fine. She's on her period. And he was like, <laughs> give her a break. He's like, no, I'm worried about her. She's okay. I was like, she's fine. She's on her period. She doesn't feel good. She's going through changes. And he turned, he looked it up. He's like, oh, it's really normal. I was like, because I'm a woman. I know she's on her period. <laughs> Won't do anything because she's on her fucking period. <laughs> I could have told oh. you that. Men. Poor puppy. I know. Hopefully, I, I, she was whimpering. I was like, "Do you have cramps? I'm so sorry." Not like whimpering, whimpering, but like, just I feel bad. I'm like, I know what you, I know what you're going through. Well, now you can get her fixed, and yeah, she never has to go play again. Yeah, and I told her that I was like. Don't worry, this is the one and only time you have to do it. Do dogs do it every year or every month? I actually do not know. <laughs> I've I've always gotten my dogs fixed very young. Like I've always Yeah, so the ris- the only reason we didn't get her fixed is because the doctor, the vet was saying that like it would probably help her. We had a cat that we didn't get fixed young, but I don't think it was monthly. She she'd get like angry <laughs> she'd be like vicious every time she went to heat oh it's every six months okay. and I was like, wait dogs have their period every month because then there's no way males would deal with it <laughs> deal with a female dog and like breed them and stuff and now it's like yeah it has... i wonder if they I'm very curious, like, do they ovulate every month but only get their period every six months? We need a vet, or we we turn it into a vet podcast. (laughs) Clearly, we're not vets. Yes. Anyways, actually, I know two vets on Facebook. Two people we went to high school with became vets. I was like, oh, I should hit them up on Facebook, but I don't really want to. Um, (laughs) Next is 
still in New York. He is Tim Gunn's visit arena, but this is four and a half weeks left to Bryant Park. So you're right. Yeah, Callahan has a shit ton done. Well, yeah, there's she there was five weeks till Bryant Park, but yeah, like it seemed like she was farther along than most of them usually yeah. are. She had made a lot of stuff to show Tim. Yeah. Um, all I really said was Irina's apartment's really cute. Um, how does she afford it? And then Tim is meeting Irina's friends and family for lunch. I mean, I imagine her family's probably helping her. It doesn't say what she like, what work she's doing, but pres- a lot of the time during Project Runway, they have to like quit their jobs to yeah. be gone. Runway, it's so. kind of like similar to like the biggest loser where you have to like really 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 fucking commit to it yeah because like the, it's um, the same yeah. thing with like biggest loser like the top three people go home but they have to continuously lose weight to a lot of them quit their jobs i'm like oh my god we all know how that came out yeah i was gonna say that show was super unhealthy didn't that not work for anyone yeah it, <laughs> like, it right? proved the science um a scientific journal proved that they fucked up their metabolism so they'll never be able to lose weight anymore. They'll no. never not be a heavier size. That's why I've never under like people to do the crash diet thing. Like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like you do I, like the Atkins thing or whatever where you stop eating bread. The second you start eating bread again, it all comes back. So unless you're committing to a life without any bread at all forever, it's not gonna I work. Mean, like I get doing like the crash diets for like an event but i like i'll do stuff like that but i know realistically like oh i'm gonna gain this weight back it's just so i look snatch and i don't do anything extreme yeah no i think it's it's more like oh i had something coming up so i'm gonna watch what i'm eating because i'm lucky enough that i don't have to watch what i'm eating as much as other people do yeah but that's it but I know I'm like, I know I'm going to gain this weight back. This is just water weight, like, or starvation. Um, anyway. I know our, our diet culture is fucked up, man. Have you ever listened to that podcast, My Maintenance Phase? No. Oh, it's, it's really good. If you ever want, like, some sort of background noise on a podcast, it's just, it's uh, Michael Hobbs. We talked about him before. He does it and that journalist and it's it's interesting they talk about how fucked up diet culture really is it's messed up it's mm-hmm. really bad there has to be like a general like in I'm trying to think how to word this like making labeling any food as like bad and you shouldn't eat it is just going to make someone want it more like it makes it I don't know. It's, yeah. I know. I was like, I was explaining to my coworker that like my mom taught me portion control really well, but not because she thought I was going to get fat. It's because we were poor. And like, <laughs> no, we were never allowed to take a bag of chips with us. Like we always yeah. had to put them on a plate and then we were only allowed one soda a day. And then also what helped my mom, worked for my mom too is that she'd be like oh if you help me clean the house you can have another soda if you help me do this this i'll let you have a bag of chips but it it ended up working out because it did taught me a lot of like portion control and yeah. like i'm just like oh like i don't need 
seconds because I'm, I'm I am full. I just want seconds. I'm gonna be like, you don't need seconds. You're fine. Like I don't know. It wasn't in like she wasn't an almond mom like you see on TikTok. I I I I don't know that I have like. I watch weird stuff on TikTok, so I don't see a lot of the stuff that people see on TikTok. <laughs> I open it, and it's like, well, right now, it's a lot of coronation stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever figure out who that guy is that was this guy that looks like the Tom guy from Blink-182? I did not see that at all. That did not there's come a, up. There's a pic- Oh, yes, and then randomly, had. there's pasta in the New Jersey woods. Why did that come up on my TikTok? Pasta in the New Jersey woods? Yes. Someone dumped like a ton of pasta in the New Jersey woods. And then it rained, so it was all like wet noodles everywhere. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Cause I'd also like I feel like that's something I would end up finding accidentally, like all <laughs> Anyway. Oh my god, I need to find it. Yes. Anyways. Anyway. Serena has a dog named Princess. I just want to note that my mom is not an almond mom. Just want to note that. Okay. She did ports of control, but she wasn't like a weird weight thing. It was because we were poor and she couldn't afford to buy chips skin. Anyways. Yes, Irina has a little poodle named Princess. And she talks about she's inspired by Coney Island. And she wants oh, to yeah, that comes up later. It comes up later because she has these illustrations of Coney Island on t-shirts that she wants to use. Does she just like go on the internet or something? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it Be- sounds like she printed them herself. Yeah. But it turns out, I guess we can just mention it now. She gets called several weeks wait, weeks later and is told that she can't use those illustrations because they're copyrighted by another artist. Yeah, I think they gave they gave her like a no because I'll say five. I was like, oh, five weeks, but I was like, no, it's four and a half weeks when she visited to God. So I think she only got and like it's, it's ten days before Fashion Week that he calls her and tells her she can't use those. Oh my God. Um, um, Irina has some hand knits in her looks. They are not sewed like they she did not buy knits and sew them into shape she hand knitted them and i have a lot of respect for that oh yeah yeah. is it is that a thing where you can buy like knits and then sew them together yeah you have to be really careful when you uh because you can rescue yarn it is a thing where knitters can go into thrift stores and buy like knit sweaters and rescue the yarn and turn it into something else i've done it lots of times but you have to be really careful when you buy stuff and make sure that the seams are not cut because then you'll get lots of very small strips of yarn rather than one big ball of yarn. So there is a, you have to like look in the seams and I have walked through thrift stores and like checked seams and been like, not that one, not that one, not that one, this one. <laughs> and then you just unwrap the entire sweater and you can like make it into scarves. Interesting. Today I learned. I did not know that. That's probably the highlight of this podcast. Um, so then next is Tim is in Ohio to visit Athena. I did not write down the timeline. It was like, four weeks. So he did it all within a week. He visited everyone very quickly. No, Carol Hannah was, was 10 weeks before runway. No, 
It was five weeks. It was ten weeks later after they left. Five weeks. Oh, my bad. Thank you for the correction. My bad. I um, still feel like she had a lot done, though. <laughs> she did, and then it, but Tim Gunn was very brutal with her. With Althea? Yeah. Well, she, she just, says she was inspired by women in science fiction. Which I don't see it at all. I don't see her inspiration, her design. I, I, I think it was more in the shapes that she was trying to go for, which it's similar to what she did on Project Runway, like the pants with the weird shapes and all that, which I'm not wild about. Yeah, I um, feel like hers is going to be the weakest. Carol Hannah struggles, so I'm worried about Carol Hannah. I don't even know if we're going to yeah. see her runway look. We have to. Um. He tells Althea that he would like to see more knits because apparently she's also doing knits. And yeah, then he's, that becomes a thing next episode. Yeah. Apparently they both are into knits. As a knitter, I appreciated this episode. I like seeing all the knits. <laughs> um, um, but no, Tim Gunn straight up told her not to let a look go down the runway. He was just like, that's so majorly, this is so bad. You cannot let this go down the runway. Yeah, it's like a coat that she has. It's a giant coat with giant pants. It's just giant. Yeah, he says it's old and costumey. He called it like Regency Gone to the Old West. Mm-hmm. Which is probably pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they go, she takes Tim Gunter. I don't know if it's her, if she lives with her parents or it's just her parents' house, but he gets to meet her family, friends, and boyfriend. It was pretty. Meh. They just talked about how one day she just decided she wanted to make clothes. Yeah, they, she asked for like a sewing machine for her birthday or something in fifth grade and just started making clothes after that. And her friends were like, oh, whenever we didn't have anything to wear, she'd be like, here, I'll make a shirt. And just make Which something. would be fun. Would be Which super would have been fun. I know, I should get into sewing again, but I have nowhere to put my sewing machine. I have mine on a table, but I have such a mess around it. You can't see it because I've got a nice background. So you can't see the mess that I have piled up in front of a sewing machine. Yeah, my my when COVID hit, my sewing area became my work work from home area. So I got it got shelled in the garage. Bummer. I know. That's what I should have done during COVID. Just got back into sewing, but. <laughs> Sewing and making pickles. Yep. How did your pickles turn out? I never, I don't think the I ever The first asked. batch came out really good. The second batch that I made, the spicy ones with the bigger container, didn't come out good because the first batch I used, the way I used to weight the pickles down, worked perfect. So I used the same method, but this jar is, this container is bigger. So like too much air got in, so the pickles got exposed. So they're not crunchy. So I gotta make it a batch. Bummer. And then the, also like it has like weird like there's too much like I put too much sodium in it so it's like soup and like if I say it's too salty then it must be like unbelievably salty because I season like I put salt on everything. Yeah. Everything's under seasoned in my opinion. So like if I say it's salty I'm like whew, this is gonna knock someone's like shoes off. I'm making plans to figure out how to make kimchi. It's on my list of things to do. I want to make kimchi. It costs too much at the grocery store. I know you're saying that. 
Um, okay, so the, yeah, the, now this is when Tamron calls Irina and says that there's the copyright images and she can't use them. She's freaking out. And it's five days into Bryant Park, so the designers are in New York. They get to the Grand Hyatt Hotel in New York, and it is incredibly awkward because it is only Althea and Irina, Irina, and Carol Hannah's not there. Where's Carol Hannah? And they keep asking, where is Carol Hannah? Where is Carol Hannah? And they Our are doing small talk. Yeah. And finally, Tim Gunn comes in and gives them the bad news that Carol Hannah is so sick to the point where she can't even be there because it's contagious. She has a horrible stomach bug. Yep. Um, it's just Irina and Althea for the time being. I know, they made a comment. They're like, they're, we're either going to be best friends after this or enemies. And they're not going to be friends. In this There's no way they're going to be friends. <laughs> perfectly fine not to be buddy buddies with your coworkers. It's perfectly fine. Like, you don't have to like Super everything. awkward, very quiet. The next day in the workroom, Irina's like, Althea, say something. And Althea's like, I have nothing to say. And it's yeah. just like dead silent while they're working. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's the next day they're in the uh, New York workrooms, which is the workrooms that they would have been in if it was a good season and they were in New York. Yeah. Hopefully, next season they're in New York. Um, and then finally, Callahan is back. She recommends they not hug her. Yeah. Because she's still not at 100%. She's exhausted. She says she woke up the day before puking and puked until 8 o'clock the night before. Man, whenever first went to daycare before COVID, the stomach bugs he brought home, oh, my God. Like, I had stomach bugs like that where, like, I could not stop puking. I had to go to the doctor just to give me anti-nausea medication but the anti-nausea medication makes you tired you can't take it when you're watching a kid i'm just like what do i do like (laughs) everyone's barfing and we're just like i gotta pull it together he doesn't care because he's you know like 10 months and he's just like i'm just like oh my god that was awful Mm -mm. i I don't like being sick at all yeah i can the only things i can't handle are migraines i can work through anything but migraines well carol hannah has to work through this stomach bug she's no longer puking at the moment um, but she's exhausted and she has a lot of work to do to finish on her they've got to do model fittings they have to do sizings yeah um Tim Gunn comes in. He doesn't seem to really into Athena's looks. He just doesn't seem into it. And then Arena is really behind on her final look. And I'm like, how does she have enough time? Because they she's they still need to do cast model castings, fittings, hair and makeup trials. Like there's a lot going on. Lots to do. And there's currently four days till the runway. Like I don't know how they're calm. Um, Nina and Michael make a surprise visit. I said, Michael, of course, is finally here because they're in New York. Yeah. And uh, I said it was really cool for them to take a moment to just, like, sit down with the contestants and give them advice and let them ask questions. This really is cool. new. I don't think they did yeah. this on a previous season. Just stop yeah. in to give advice. Um, the advice they give is 
what you show should exemplify what you are as a designer. If it feels like something you've seen before, take it out. Mm -hmm. Take us on a ride. Woe us and then give us a breath and then woe us and then give us a breath, which I thought was interesting. Um, well, it's like a good horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they say, um, I think Nina says that all black is like really difficult to sell. She said, Irina said a black collection is really hard to sell editorially. Like, it's yeah. just not editorial. And I said, and Irina was like, just oh. Just true. I hate when people do all black because you yeah. can't see the details. Yep. And then Irina was like, oh, I'm not going to take her advice. I was like, she said, an all black collection is a hard to be editorial. She's literally the editorial director for Elle magazine. I mean, to be fair, we know that Irina wins, so it ends up yeah. working out for her, but I get what Nina's saying. I don't I like do all too. the I just think it should have been like, Irina should have been like, oh, I don't think she should have commented. I don't know. Like, she's the editorial director for Elle magazine. If anyone knows about editorial, it's fucking her. Yeah. Um, they also say self-doubt is part of the design process. Go with your gut. I can't imagine. I'm sure even the highest selling record people are like still have self doubt. For sure. I mean, what do yeah. they they what do they call it? They call it like uh I can't think of the word of it now. It imposter syndrome or they just, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because everyone's praising them all the time. They're like, I'm not this good. Yeah. No. Like, I, I, I faked it to get here. But mm-hmm. everyone did. You just don't know that. Um, so they're finally reunited with their models. And they're trying to decide what they will wear. They made a comment, like, whatever. Did they say, like, whatever your muse is wearing is what the, is going to be the look that's going to yeah, be talking muse, with the judges? I guess the muse model is the one they've had the entire season. Yes. And whatever look they put that one in, that's the one that the judges are going to look at at the end. So that's okay. meant to, like, be the pinnacle, I guess, of their collection. Yes. I think yes. last season it was a wedding dress that they put, most of them put their music in. I think they had to. I wish they did the wedding dress again. That was fun. It was kind of fun, but I'm glad that the, they're not repeating themselves. But I would have loved said, to see what Irina would have done as a, for a wedding dress. I think she would have done something interesting. Like Carol Hannah's would have been gorgeous, but I think Irina well, would have something interesting. Interesting fact, I did have some time after I finished watching, so I looked up what Carol Hannah's doing now, and she has been making wedding dresses since 2009. She has a flagship store in New York and a bunch of other shops throughout the country that carry her wedding dresses. That's what she does. Look at that after this. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm glad I brought it up. Um, Heidi and Tim have a surprise for them. Yes, yeah, and another surprise. Heidi's here. And they said, oh, God, they're going to make them add another piece, aren't they? Oh, God, of course they do. Every season. Why is this a surprise? Every season. <laughs> At the end, when they when they were leaving, they said you have to do a wedding dress in your collection, but they didn't. Oh wait, they did. They did the bridesmaids. They did every season. Right. 
And then so they uh, have to make a 13th look. And the twist is that their muse model is going to cast the model for the first 13th look. Yeah. I, my which next I thought was comment, cute. I was just thinking, I was like, wait, did they cast 13 models? It's like, oh, they answered my own question. I was wondering if they cast 13 models or with a random model be assigned. The muse will pick them. And then it made me think. That's kind of cool because the model gets to like. Yeah, actually cast one of friends. Friends. Yeah, yeah, they're going to cast one of the friends. Um, but then maybe think, because you know, Gorgana, Christopher do the mock looks for the runway. Did they have to do a 13th look? I, I don't know. So, like, that's, I wanted to look at the other, the other twist here, though. <laughs> so, I was just going to say, I wanted to look it up, but I'm afraid to accidentally see what the final looks are. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I made a mental note that next week, look up the all, see all the looks on TV, and then look up what the mock ones were collections. Yeah. But yeah, another surprise: the last three contestants, Logan, Gorgana, Christopher, are back to help. Athena picks Logan, Irina picks Gorgana, and then Carol Hannah's with Christopher. Carol Hannah is very disappointed when Althea picks Logan. You kind of see her face, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Um, I am so happy to have these three designers back because now there's suddenly energy in the workroom. It is such a relief. Yeah, it's not Carol Hannah's dying and Irina and Athena can't talk to each other because I I don't think Althea is copying Irina. I think Irina just has the bigger mouth where everyone thinks that she's the one that came up with the idea first. Yeah, I, how could... Althea be copying her when they haven't seen each other for what three months yeah well she said oh yeah because I read your mind yeah it doesn't make any sense it's Just because they both did knits guess what lots of people knit yeah yeah um yeah they so did have it. 30 minutes to sketch and 250 dollars for their 13th look Oh, good. I was like, how much did they get? But I was too lazy to rewind it. And this is the first time they get to go to the original mood. They get to go to the original mood. They see Swatch. Um, Jordana asks if they sell crochet hooks. I guess she's going to crochet for Irina. Oh, yeah. Didn't Tim say, like, how on earth they can have enough time to do that? And she's like, there'll be time. There'll be time. Yeah. Yeah, go quick. Yeah. Um, I didn't really write anything in between that. I just said poor Carol Hannah is sick. I feel really bad for her because they go back when to the they hotel. Get back. Yeah. Yeah, I think when her her probably her fourth win finally wore out. And yeah. then she's I'm puking again. Yeah, she said the car ride just like in the elevator just like knocked her out. I am really worried because the f- little bit that I saw from next week, it looks like it's Althea and Irina that are there to, like, see the runway the next morning. Like, oh, this is where we're going to show later. It doesn't look like Carol Hannah's there. Do you think she doesn't show? I don't remember. I don't I think remember. I would remember. I think I would remember. I didn't remember this whole season. I didn't remember it happened at all. I know. Uh, one of our TikToks popped up on my For You page, and it was us talking about season 16 and us looking at the cast. And I was like, I think I remember that person, but that's it. Yeah. I started to get memories back, though. Like, I was like, oh, I remember Christopher now when they started doing it more. And I'm like, oh, I remember Gorgana. And I did not remember Irina. I don't actually did not, <laughs> out of all the people, 
that we were like when I started watching it, the people I did not remember at all were the top three. Yeah. So who knows who ends up showing? Like who knows if she ends up there? I mean, I hope that she can like pull it together right at the end to get like. I think she's gonna pull it together right at the end, but she's gonna lose because she couldn't finish. Yeah, because she's miserable. She's so sick. It's okay, though, because she's had a very successful career in the years since. Can't wait to see what she does. All right, do you want to conclude? Because we've been... Sure. We we talked probably about 20 minutes about Project Runway, and the other hour has been about nonsense. It's mostly about dolls. Um, This has been another... And dogs and bad roommates. (laughs) I gotta cut that part out. I gotta cut a large chunk of that part out. <laughs> this has been another episode of Blood Orange. We are so pretentious. You can hear us on all podcast platforms. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Blood Orange Wasp. We'll be back next week with season six, episode 14.